Hi guys, welcome back to the Card Life Podcast. I'm here with my card wife, Katie. Hey guys, Ted didn't kick me out of the room this week. I have uh, actually gotten a microphone for Christmas that will hopefully allow us to be in the room together now. Uh, one thing that we are going to be hopefully implementing in the next week or so will be having uh, video with our podcast, so it'll actually be on YouTube. You can watch uh, watch us basically as we do it normally uh, with the video and the audio. It'll be a lot of fun. Also want to introduce uh, Andrew and Nate back into the podcast again. Sorry we did not upload last week. Uh a couple of us fell pretty ill. Some of us are still uh, going through it a little bit, including myself, so apologize if I feel a little stuffy as well. Uh, but of course, we're going to start with the weekly vibe check nonetheless. We missed the uh, the post-Christmas episode. So how are you guys feeling post-Christmas going into the new year? Nate, Andrew, how are y'all doing? Pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm always excited, just kind of... I, I don't set necessarily lofty goals for myself, just because I know, like, okay, collecting DRC... I am at the mercy of the world in terms of adding new one-on-ones and stuff that I want to add. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I will set the goal for myself to finish my Pokemon Unlimited set. Also, since we are uh, thinking about adding the video aspect, do we have a um, makeup budget? <laughs> a makeup budget we may we may work on that depending on how on how it goes we may have to set up a patreon just for our makeup budget may have to bring the girls or, in yeah it may have to just have the girls come in all three of us <laughs> probably have a, a oodles of makeup in, in another room in the house <laughs> andrew how are you feeling good to be back it's been a while but uh feeling good i just got a psa sub back after Yay. it took it's from February of last year, so oh almost a year, gosh. but it was nice to get that back. Uh, but yeah, uh, almost didn't make it back home. We we hit some snow on the way back, so we had to stop right. because we almost did a little spin into the ditch So on the highway. But yeah, we, we ended up stopping for a night, and we made it back the next day, so we're all good. That's good. Hey, do you have anything from... Uh, vibe check, vibe check. Um... Christmas was great, and we've been we've been quarantining. So I uh, I'm ready to just get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been we've been in house for probably about a week now. Uh, I tested positive, been pretty sick, feeling feeling better though. So it's been weird because like I've kind of had an unintended extra break, uh, kind of staying home a little a little longer, which is good because like I've been able to mess with some card stuff. Uh, even though my desk is a mess, I have done a little organizing. Uh, I guess probably my thing this week was, uh, obviously Christmas was awesome and we'll get into that here in the next segment and I'll touch on it more, but, uh, Chiefs game was today, Ooh. didn't happen, uh, to turn out as well as I would have liked. Uh, we ended up losing to the Bengals, uh, 34-31 and just kind of a rough game all around. I'm not really too worried about it. I think that the Bengals are a great team. Um, and I think that it kind of just comes down to, uh, more of like, you know, how do I feel about the defense going in week to week? I think that the confidence is going to take a hit. Uh, but, you know, excited for, for what happens next week uh, going into the playoffs. You don't want to say anything about the refs? And I don't want to talk about the refs. Your defense will have no confidence with Sorensen out there. Yeah, no, I agree. Andrew, what, what were you I was just going to say, the Bears beat the Bengals. The Bengals Bears, beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Technically, by, the, by the laws the of. Uh, <laughs> There we go. Yeah. Oh, hey, we're on a, we're on a two we're on a two win uh, two game win streak. So hey, at least you guys beat the Giants today. That's my and, that's my excitement. And I guess like since this just happened, maybe like you guys have some fresh thoughts. But Antonio Brown leaving in the middle of the game, kind of just <laughs> in a weird fashion. I don't know. The don't funniest know. thing I've seen. I, I saw game. somebody called him instead of Mister Big Chest. They called him Mister Bear Chest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't understand what was going on with that, but I guess like we'll hear more about it. Obviously, like I heard well, that he was going trying to the Bruce Arians wanted him to go into the game, and he said no, and then he said okay, well then you can just leave, and then of course probably led to. Well, did you hear Bruce Arians post game interview? Yes, I did. Where yeah, he's just like, was... I don't want to talk about it. No, he said Antonio Brown is not a member of the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. and then he's like, let's talk about the people that helped us win. And then there was something. There was pictures circulating of him uh, sitting out there waiting for someone to pick him up. Yeah. And he oh. fly back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my goodness, what a mess. Well, let's go uh. into uh, how our holidays are. It's finally getting a little chilly over here in Texas uh, for us. We we had like 
it's 80 degree temperatures, I think, on, like, what was it, Saturday? Or yesterday it was, like, 80 degrees, and then, like, overnight, pretty much, it was, like, in the 30s. Uh, and then it's still very, very frigid outside when I went outside briefly today. So, uh, our Christmas went pretty good. I know Katie was hyping it up last week. <laughs> I was. And it turned out to be everything that it, that she talked about. I got a Earl Campbell signed jersey uh that while will be framed up on these walls eventually once i get this room a little bit more straightened up uh got quite a few other things you, you gave me I, I had been wanting to rip some stuff so you got mm -hmm. me a pack as well ripped that um uh, my friend alex came over got me an awesome uh clint dempsey signed jersey as well that was dope which is super awesome so uh got a little got a little hobby love and where are we going in february and we're going to uh us an mls soccer game the fc dallas game in february as well which will be super awesome i'm very interested i know that you guys may not know a ton about soccer but there is a a, a guy who's uh, named ricardo pepe who's probably transferring i think in january uh to wolfsburg from what i hear but he's on that team that'd be cool if he doesn't tr quite transfer and then like we'd be able to go and see him that'd be that'd be pretty neat so and i got katie a uh, what did i get you for christmas he got me air force ones i know that's not sports card related but they're really sly and then a Travis Kelsey jersey. A heard the Kelsey jersey, so now she's not wearing it today. But probably when we do our first the one, the day after I got it, he wasn't even playing. Oh, yeah, because Kelsey was out last week. Uh, the 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 week that she that she had gotten it, so she'll probably end up wearing it for our first video, the uh, our oh, first yeah. podcast that we do on video. Uh, we'll, we'll dress up. We'll wrap the Does suit. she have a beanie prepped for that? She, no. she will have to have a beanie prep for that, it sounds like. So, a little little inside joke. Um, Y'all haven't seen any videos yet, but a few episodes ago, all the boys were wearing beanies. And I took it upon myself to rename our group chat the Beanie Boys. Beanie Boys. And not only were they beanies, they were all, like, our team oh, beanies, yeah. too. Like, they were just random the little... I think yours might have been the Sports Card Junction Yeah, my, mine beanie. was the Sports Card Junction right. one, but and still. And Andrew had the, uh -huh. had the sports beanies, that's right. So we'll have to get Katie one. I think I have an extra one, so we, we might make it work when we do the video. How are y'all doing, though? What did y'all get for, for the holidays? You go for I'll go first. <laughs> uh, it was good. Got to see the family, you know, uh, with us both going back. We're both from uh, the area that we went back to, so we kind of had to bounce around between different, you know, family stuff. But mm -hmm. it was good. I actually, a funny story. I got this, uh, it's like a little bear's drone. Oh, that's neat. Type thing. That's cool. So I went over to my dad's to try it out, right? And he lives out in the country. So, like, yeah. he only has, like, one neighbor. And then there's, like, <laughs> I was. I figured it's a bunch of area. We'll go, we'll go yeah. uh, fly it outside there. So we get it going. And... It's flying. I'm trying to get it to come back. It just keeps going, and it just ends up in uh, his neighbor's tree. No. So, <laughs> so yeah, on uh, on Christmas, we had to go dig a drone out of the neighbor's tree, but we did get it back. So, uh, <laughs> But other than that, I didn't do much ripping, but I did get one box of wildcard mat, I believe. Mm -hmm, a mega right. box is what they are. And I opened that with my dad, and second pack in, we pulled a Trevor Lawrence auto. So that was that was a pretty cool. Uh, that set is a lot better quality wise than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I haven't seen much of it, but actually opening it was pretty cool. So and I, I, I it was a guaranteed auto. I didn't think it would be anything like that, but that was yeah, pretty I, cool. So I noticed like so the this that Matt product or uh, what is it called again? Wild card. Wild, wild card, card there you Matt. Go. I, Matt, that's that's where it's wild card Matt. So that's like the first product we've had in a long time that's doing something with like handprint or, or thumbprint because Tops uh used to do the handprints like back in like uh before they obviously lost their license. I think they even did it up to twenty fifteen because I feel like I remember. Yeah, they did it. Tops Valor was usually the yeah. product that they would put it in. But that's kind of neat to like, you know, have something like that. They do the thumbprints on the on the mat. I don't think they do any handprint or anything, but the thumbprint, it's kind of neat at addition to the card. Uh, something that, you know, is... I like when people... like I feel like in the hobby, we see something where people try to just kind of copy what's already been done. And it's like, you're not going to capitalize on that success whenever it's, you know, already... Everyone kind of gravitates towards what's already been done instead of just the copycat type of thing. So I like yeah. when companies use their ingenuity to bring something new to the table, uh, not just in cards, uh, 
I think that Matt's a pretty good example. Like I, I appreciate Matt doing something a little different, but also like grading companies, you know, trying new things out. Uh, I think that's good for the hobby. You've seen quite a bit of that kind of moving in. So I'm I'm hopeful that 2022 will be a good starting point where we'll see a little bit of, of some new innovation in the hobby uh, instead of people trying to just cash grab on what's already been done. Uh, probably more so in the term of uh, like grading and things like that, because I feel like that's where the field that we're seeing quite a bit of this uh, copycatting going on. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens going forward. Nate, have you gotten anything cool for Christmas? Um, so I tested positive for COVID and I felt like crap, uh, the Tuesday before Christmas. So I couldn't go home. Me and my girlfriend were quarantined. Um, so I got some cool halo stuff, which I really love. That's awesome. Um, featuring a cat in master chief's uniform called meowster chief. And it's just yes. that much better that it is official, like Microsoft Xbox merch. Yeah, that is. Um, cool. But so far, uh, I haven't gotten to see my side of the family. We got presents mm -hmm. from uh, my girlfriend's side of the family, so I got an eBay gift card with that. That went towards a um, a couple boxes of. So last year, so t or two years ago at this point, twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. um tops put out a uk version of baseball right yes i do remember um that. this year they did one for japan really so I the japan exclusive parallels were um cherry blossoms so that's cool that's, that's pretty cool so i bought i found a seller on ebay i bought a box of that and a box of tops um one of the the japanese baseball leagues so it's like all japanese so those will go into my japanese sealed collection that's neat that's really cool oh so you're not opening you're just gonna hold it i'll that's pick cool. up singles yeah uh, yeah it's time. cooler to have to have stuff like that you know sealed i don't have the patience to... we're really bad at holding yeah, we're bad at holding i packs. don't but for whatever reason i have like two or three different japanese products sealed on my shelf for baseball mm-hmm so kind of that's like, like the one thing that I can withhold but still appreciate. That's cool though. So the tell me about this because I don't know much about the cherry blossom and stuff. So it, it's a tops product. Is it like the flagship product, but it's a Japanese? Oh, it's version? I forget what series they put together, but it's just like your normal series one or series two tops. Mm -hmm. Um but so, like, the exclusive parallel that they put out this year was the, like, cherry blossoms around the border. So, the Sakura, as they is say that, in Japan. Is that, like, a, uh, so is that, like, what all the, is it almost like a, every card has that? Or is that, like, a cherry parallel? No, those are out of 99. Oh, neat. Okay, so it's, like, a, kind of a additional thing. And yeah, I but like they, but they will like have, that. in the top right-hand corner of the card, they'll have, like, a little Japanese flag on, right. like, all the base cards and everything like that. Right, that's cool. That's really cool. I didn't know that they were doing something like that. Tops is like I always wish that Tops would come back with their football license because I feel like Tops does like some of the like definitive. Uh, didn't they only get like one year of definitive out before yes. they lost the license? As, like, as long as they don't bring it back with diamond icons and twenty five different one ones for the same yeah. set. <laughs> yeah, but I always obviously we won't get to that point before. Uh, before fanatics does the takeover but one could always wish so have you guys um kind of been keeping an eye on the playoff watch going through this last week so i know that there's like a lot of uh going into the last two weeks you get all these scenarios uh these long division scenarios of like what teams need to pretty much do to be able to, to clinch it uh, i know the chiefs made it last week uh, i'm not too uh in the loop on how the cardinals and the Bears, i think the bears are already out sadly but yeah. are you guys are you guys concerned about where we are with products going into January and February? We're looking like we might not even see some of, uh, of football's biggest products uh, before the season even ends. So last time I checked, this could also be a COVID Omicron fever dream, whatever. Um, I th think Mosaic is supposed to do or supposed to be out this week. Oh, this um, week. So that's a step in the right direction. Okay. Um, but like, like you said, we haven't seen Prism. We haven't yeah. seen Contenders, Optic, which, which I know is for, kind of like on the back burner. Yeah, for me personally, 
I prefer those products to come out earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of take that stab in the dark to see, okay, which one of these guys is going to pan out from right. one of their flagship rookies, whether it's right. Contenders Auto, an Optic, Rookie, Hollow, or a Prism Silver, something like that. We're already going to kind of know by the time the products come out, okay, here's how you want, here's how you don't. There's no speculation involved, which is going to kill right. the secondhand market for it, in my opinion. I agree. I agree with everything that you actually just said there. I think that when you see these new products coming out early in the year, it's it's exactly as you said, it's a great opportunity to jump on some of these guys and try to, you know, take some shots in the dark, as you said. Uh, it, it is always interesting to me how, you know, they almost give you this buildup with National Treasures because it is typically at the end of the year. Uh, when does National Treasures typically release? Because I don't buy it. Uh, so it's I mean, usually at the usually end. April, May, isn't it? Or is yeah. that too late? It doesn't it always typically release outside. It's always in like the following year. So like April, May, maybe right. Yeah, um, but it's like around then or earlier. Right. So you're already seeing the product releasing after the season has come out or, or like after the season has already ended. So you already have a good idea of like these people. And then that's the calculated investment that you can kind of make. And that's why National Treasures has such high, you know, pricing because people aren't so worried about the speculating. Do you think that the prices, this is actually an interesting question. Do you think that the prices would be higher for National Treasure RPAs and stuff if it released earlier in the season compared to later? Or do you think it's just variant on how somebody has done throughout the year? I think it's just variant on how they do throughout the year. Because I, I know that some people, like, when some people are very focused on like specific people like so people are taking calculated shots in the dark i feel like uh where you know you people aren't picking up 10 players typically they're usually kind of going after you have your set people that you really are, are confident in at least that's kind of how i am i have one or two like jacob eason was who i went at this past year because i was like i think he has a good opportunity uh i did well with that i sold going into uh when with the news of him maybe starting uh with all that drama so like i feel like you see a lot of potential in these uh, early markets that you can really see the jump going towards uh, i guess like playoff time depending on which rookies are still going to be in which rookies have put up the numbers things like that the only thing that i say kind of counteracts that is the initial bump that you see when a product first comes out say national treasures came out november right mac jones rpas have been on the market for a couple months now, the market has kind of reacted. Mm-hmm. Say he even wins the Super Bowl, and then in March, we'll say for argument's sake, he our uh, National Treasures comes out. Right. Yeah. If you if it was to release in November, it would not sell for nearly as high as if it released like in March, because you would have people waiting for it. Yeah, that makes sense. So you think that the price of a National Treasures RPA Mac Jones would be higher in March as opposed to November, is what you're saying? In the right scenarios, hmm. uh, you just you always see an exponential bump when a product first comes out. Yeah. Like you may see, okay, just for argument's sake, the product releases in November. Mac Jones win the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl in February. Right. November, the product releases. Okay, initial wave of Mac Jones RPAs are like. $2,000. He wins the Super Bowl, they're $5,000. That makes sense. If I that product really. releases March, February, or whatever, after he has already made a playoff run, won the Super Bowl, whatever, mm-hmm. the base price is going to be $5,000. I have a question piggybacking off of that. It's not about new product, but if you have a player, the team's going into the playoffs, is that a time to hold or sell your inventory? So, does that make sense? That that yes. that's a that does that question does make sense. Um, I I personally, what I would say is like it depends on are you holding. So, like, let me ask you a question. It, I guess it depends on if your plan is to hold. Like, have you been holding for the playoffs? Like, it's kind of just depending on how much of a gamble you want to take. If you're already in, like, early. Say you start uh collect say say like you think this team's gonna be really good, and usually when you're collecting you're gonna focus maybe the quarterback maybe you're gonna focus uh you know some of the young talent on the team that has market value, um 
if you started buying it early, by the time playoffs roll around, you're probably going to be like maybe what 200% ahead. Uh, and it kind of depends on where that team is in the playoffs. Like if they're a late seed team, you probably won't see a lot of. I guess it's a bit of a gamble because they could yeah. go out at any time. Right. right. Yeah. But if if, yeah. if they're like the number one seed team, they obviously have a lot of traction mm-hmm. uh, and they've been playing well. Uh, if it's a like a low seed team, there might not be as much hype. But the players will like if they're a playoff young quarterback, they're probably going to have uh, kind of priced in like playoff success at least. What do you got, Nate? So I can attest to that personally. In 2012, I pulled the Russell Wilson variation tops Chrome rookie auto. Right. Graded at a 9.5. I used to own it, actually. The playoffs roll around. It was probably, I want to say, anywhere between 150 and 200 or 250 in a gem. Mm-hmm. I sold it. They won the. I think I think they won the first round of the playoffs, but they lost the second. So I ran my auction on and it ended the day that they actually lost. And it still ended for like $360. So that kind of piggies back piggybacks off of okay. We've seen that they can at least get past the first round. So it's kind of a gamble, but if it's like a quarterback it's a little bit less of a gamble if it's their first year, just so you can kind of see, okay, there's still enough speculation there where it's not like, okay, Andy Dalton's eighth time in the playoff. <laughs> oh, he finally won a game. Nobody's going to believe that. Yeah, right. Andrew, what are you thinking as far as that? And also kind of just going back on the point of, uh, you know, some of the wax and the national treasures discussion and, and it coming in late. Yeah, I was going to say one thing that reminded me of is, I kind of like how contenders was always later anyway, because you'd get some of those guys like last year, like James Robinson, like some of those guys who didn't have as much stuff, but then they end up being good as a rookie or maybe even Mm -hmm. guys who weren't rookies, but like second or third year guys who got their rookie tickets. But right. Yeah. But now we're just seeing it all get pushed back. I think we're supposed to get mosaic Phoenix prism, that type of stuff this month. Mm -hmm. And I think mosaic was originally supposed to be December, late December, and it's just been pushed back a little, but yeah. yeah, it definitely makes the market different than we're used to when we just don't have those bigger products out. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And then regarding, like, holding for the playoffs, obviously it's going to be interesting to see what happens with guys like Kyler Murray, Burrow, Mac Jones, those type of quarterbacks, depending on what type of runs they make. Because, I mean, if you look a month or two ago, the number one seeds were a lot different than they were now. Right. Even if you were just going off of that, don't trend don't it. remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, wasn't there a point where it was Cardinals and Bills? Yeah, one, and now it's I don't even. It's been crazy. I don't even know what it is now. It, I as for just the playoffs in general, I haven't been paying as much attention with the Bears being knocked out a couple weeks ago. But I'm still excited to watch some playoff football with all the parity that we've seen this year. I do. I do have a question. If your team is knocked out of the playoffs, I know the Bears aren't. Who who are you rooting for going in? Well, usually I'm used to the Bears not being in the playoffs. So <laughs> <laughs> usually what I do is I root against the Packers because they're always oh. in. So yeah. whoever they're playing, I'm rooting for. Um, I, guess. I will just pick an arbitrary other team just because I like their players or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've never really bought into the like, Okay, my team lost in the NFC Championship to the Rams, so I want the Rams to win Super Bowl because then yeah. we'll, we lost to the Super Bowl champions. Yeah. No, through that, yeah. lose. Exactly. That's that's <laughs> like because that's like some people will be like, well, don't you want your division to win the Super Bowl to show that like they're the best division? I'm like, no, let let no. Rogers lose another <laughs> NFC Championship game. Yeah. I it's like yeah it's like that for me too like I would hate to see any AFC West team he would never root on the Raiders especially the Raiders yeah if it ever got to that which I hope that they are fourth in the division for the rest of my life to be honest with you but yeah I think that there's like a I've always found myself just rooting for the teams that haven't had a lot of playoff success probably because like I as a longtime Chiefs fan, I've been the team that wants to be that underdog for Arizona. so long. Or Arizona, you know, like trying to, you know, I like those stories of teams that have to claw. Like the Bengals this year. I think that the Bengals, uh, I don't think they, they, yeah, they won their division with the win today. So, like, 
obviously them going into the playoffs, as long as the road doesn't go through KC uh, in that, like, I, I would like to see some success with Joe Burrow. I think he's a good guy. I watched the game today, and I was just, their helmets, the Bengals' helmets were so distracting to me. I told Tut, if I was on that field, I'd just be like, there's tigers everywhere. That's how so they get you. That is how they get you. They just sneak through. What's up? I was watching the game at what because I watched it came on after the Bears game and I was like, oh, at right. what point did Burrow lose the nameplate on the back of his jersey? Oh, <laughs> like yeah. this, yeah, the second quarter or something. It was starting to it, rip, and, and yeah. I noticed it. So I think somebody probably just. I don't, so I was like, I, I did his jersey he... tear, and they had to give him another one that was just a generic jersey and just <laughs> iron a number on there? Or? Yeah, no, his was his was already tearing. I actually noticed it because I'm a you know a, a degenerate card collector that notices little <laughs> things like that. And I was like, oh, like my in my head, I'm like, that's a gamer that you can identify pretty easily because this thing is tearing a little bit. And then like five <laughs> plays later, he had it completely off. So I don't know if somebody. I never saw it actually like get ripped off of him on the field i think they might have done it on the sideline uh it might have gotten bad enough to where they were just like screw it well that uh, could potentially end up as like a letterman set or something like that because yeah panini usually seems to get game worn bengals stuff that's one of the teams that they're yes. usually able yeah. bengals yeah. uh browns and jags so do you think the so one thing that i would say do you believe that the correlation between that is because like historically speaking from the last 10 years, those teams have not been very good up until maybe the last couple of years. Like, so that it's just more accessible, maybe cheaper even yes. uh, to get. So now we may see a transition. 100%. Okay. Just making sure because now, so like what I'm saying is now that the Bengals and uh, not necessarily the Jags, sorry, Jags fans, uh, but maybe the Browns like are getting up there. We might start seeing kind of a trend into maybe the more jets and, and Jags and some of these teams, but you are correct. Like, I see a ton of Jaguars game used or uh, a ton of Bengals game used stuff yeah. quite often. And I mean, um, Josh Allen, like the defensive end and Gardner right. Minshew both had some rookie patch game used autos. So let me tell you a little story about how I figured this out a year ago and I don't know how I never did maybe a little less. So you know how national treasures for rookies is typically player worn, right? Yes. So there's this set for Niall Davis, and I don't know how I didn't know this. His quad patches and his triple patches for National Treasures say that they are game used on the back of them, actually. The rest of it, like uh, the dual patch, I think, and the quad patch with the auto and his RPAs are all player worn. And they say, you know, used during the premiere, blah, blah, blah. But he actually has rookie NT, according to the writing on the back, rookie NT game use patch autos, which is neat. So I've actually been able to kind of hyper-focus myself on that set and pick them up for quite cheap, like even three bucks, four bucks, which I think is neat for a National Treasures rookie game use set because you don't see too much of that type of thing. So again, like, I guess I say this for those listening, like, if you, especially if you fixate on one player or maybe a team or something, like, you can find these cool little neat things that aren't usuals in the hobby like game used national treasure rookie stuff. And it's like, you can find a cool buying opportunity for like your collection. That is a little bit more neat than, you know, something that you may not know about typically. Yeah. That's like, go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say one thing that came to mind when we were talking about, uh, the later products that we're still waiting on. I always like when I can start collecting rookies from my team with photos on the car that are actually from games. Cause with Fields, especially as a quarterback, I've seen so many repeat uses of the photoshopped mm-hmm. same exact poses on different cards. So I'm I'm ready for some actual game photos of him Action and other rookies. Shots. That would be that would actually be really yeah. Neat. That that would be very nice for Rogers Cromartie, but almost <laughs> all of his stuff is just of all of his 500 some cards. There's probably 20 different pictures. Yeah, they usually with the defensive players, they're really, you know, they use kind of the same thing. I remember when I was buying some Marcus Peters stuff, it was the same way. Defensive players need some love. The big boys need some love. They sure (laughs) Doesn't DRC have a lot of uh, the training camp photos in his? Or am I thinking of someone else? Yes, but he at least has like a Cardinals training camp jersey on. It's not like the the pro day or the combine photos. Combine. But like. Uh, like Ted was saying, with the, you know, focusing on a certain thing. So DRC only has two different sets in which he has 
game use stuff. So he has 2008 rookie year, tops progressive, where it's his senior bowl jersey. Oh, that's neat. And then the other thing is his only Letterman set, which I think I'm at like 12 of 16 letters at this point. I'm going to go crazy. Are they game used? That is game used as well. That's cool, actually. That's the really only cool. thing with that is, so that, the, the jersey that that is from, Panini had listed on their Panini Authentics website for years. I hmm. wasn't paying five to seven hundred dollars for the game used jersey <laughs> so now i have to deal with the fact that yes they cut that specific yeah. jersey that i wouldn't buy up and now i have to chase each individual piece and now, and now you're probably paying up to probably what would be close to the equivalent of what if you just bought the whole jersey <laughs> most likely at least it's incremental so yeah, incremental yeah. a little bit it's not all and, and also for letterman that's gonna be the like one of the longest names yeah, also. no, it does. Do, do they make the hyphen? Is that part of the, the hyphen is with the S. However, it drives me crazy because they put that patch in because I have that one upside down. So it says hyphen S instead of S mm. hyphen. Oh, OK, that that's weird because it. So are you saying it's upside down? Yeah. That's, the the uh, patch is upside down in the card. Oh my goodness! So you, I either have to display the card upside down, <laughs> or let it go and just kind of know. Okay, yeah. it's in the it's in yeah. the right order. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna have a Roger Scromarty. Yeah, <laughs> Roger Scromarty. <laughs> I, th I think that's one of the longest Letterman that's actually somebody's last name, other than yeah, like right. the baseball ones in SP Authentic, where it like spells out the team name and stuff like that. The so only other like one it. that. Yeah, Saltalamachia. <laughs> I th or, uh, think Gilgis Alexander. I th right. think Saltalamachia is 13, I want to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I used to, because I'm a Rangers fan, so it was always. It was oh, always his, his, I know you his, as a Braves fan. He His wraparound jersey yes, on the Rangers. He never it, did that with the Braves, but his Rangers. It's like. Jersey just wrapped around the number. Yeah. It was like a little rainbow over the number. It was amazing. I've always, I've always kind of wanted a game used Salta Lamacchia jersey just because of that. But I'm sure they're not that expensive, and I haven't actually really looked for one. But I remember, yeah. like, especially when I was a kid, I was like, that would be a cool jersey to have. I almost bought, like, had my parents buy me one. I was more of a Hamilton fan, Josh Hamilton, which we don't really That's the kind that. of guy that you would have wanted to be playing in this day and age to where they had those players weekend jerseys. Oh, because because yeah. his, his would have just said salty. Yeah, salty. Yeah, that's like Joey Wendell, who went to my college, who I used to collect his stuff. He almost won rookie of the year. So I sold a bunch of it because the money was just too good. But his player or weekend stuff said Mendel instead of Wendell because <laughs> some announcer, I think it might have been on SportsCenter, called him Joey Mendel instead of Joey That's Wendell. Funny. That's actually really funny. So another cool thing since we were talking about jerseys and, and then we'll move on into the next thing. I actually, for the first time in my collecting life, I've collected now for eight years. I finally actually got to talk to him briefly through DMs. Uh, which was really neat. He saw one of my posts and he, so he has a private account on Instagram. So for forever, I've been <laughs> trying, you know, I've just sat as requested and finally was able to follow him. And I don't, I'm not one of those people that tags a player every time I post typically. Um, yeah. I do that for some, for some players here and there. Um, but like for him, like I'm very calculated, like it's like, I want to make a good impression for some of these players. Like I don't like, I know they don't like to get bugged and they probably get bugged all the time. So he reached out to me after he saw my post, you know, we did the whole happy new years and, and briefly had shared a, a couple messages, which was neat. So there's a Jersey that I would love, like probably not anytime soon, but there's a game used Jersey from his statistically best game used of a, like he didn't play a ton in his career, but he played like late in the 2014 season. I believe it was uh, against the dolphins and the Patriots. And the, Jersey is suspected of being used in both games. I think that we're leaning more towards the Dolphin because it looks like there is uh, like patchwork done, almost like uh, it was used again. Now, I don't believe it was. I think it was only used for one game, but it is used from the Dolphins game. I believe if I photo matched a couple things here and there that kind of match up. Yeah. And that was his second best game that he ever had. Uh, 
and I'm not sure if the Patriots one is available because uh, he had his next best week the week after against the Patriots, which I would love because that was the week I think that we dominated the Patriots. Uh, it was like a huge game for us because we were still terrible in 2014. We were like not very good, uh, but was, I would love was to... Smith even your quarterback at that point. Yes. Yes. Alex Smith was our quarterback okay. in 2014. So that was like the first year that we had Smith, I believe, uh, was 14. Maybe it was 13 that we had him. We might have had him in 13 as well. I'm kind of forgetting because it was like the it was like the Matt Castle year. And then I think we had like a little bit of a layover where we were trying somebody out and then and then we went to him. But I'm going to try to see if I can't get that jersey because I've already linked up with the guy and we've talked and we've discovered discussed an amount. I'm going to try to get that jersey in 2022 and see if I can't get it signed by him with some inscriptions at some point it would be insane because uh, that's like my holy grail jersey right there. And I'd be damned if anyone's cutting that jersey up and putting it in any, <laughs> any products or anything like that. Yeah, I but, mean, I've, I've had like minor back and forth via DMs with DRC. Yeah, I, I don't like bugging. Play. No. The only player I feel like that I, co- I consistently ever really <laughs> talked to was uh, like Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Because uh, I talked to his, with his dad, uh, and I mm-hmm. talked with him quite a bit, and he was actually really cool. Uh, I was supposed to get a sign. His his dad kind of did me a little dirty because I sold him quite a few things, and I was like, "Hey, like I'll, I'll give you even a better price, like you know, because I want you to have this. I I would just love to have like an inscribed signed baseball from your son. That'd be cool." He's like, "Oh, I'll hook it up." Never arrived, uh, which kind of sucks, but you know, it happens. He like he had said it had shipped out. I don't, you know, it could have gotten lost. It's all the way in Hawaii, um, but, you know, stuff happens. So, but it's always cool when, you know, I know Andrew has a pretty long uh, standing history with Garrett Wolf. Uh, and now I guess I can say I have at least gotten, you know, a little bit of conversation with that. He knows I exist, <laughs> which is, which is neat. So that's progress. That's progress. Well, I did actually know that he knew that I exist because he, so he, I had a homie of mine. I think it was uh, DC underscore sports 16. I don't want to say the wrong because there's so many guys that I that used to, you know, help me with my now journey. I think that's who it was. Um, got me a signed card at uh, at training camp back in like 2015 or so of Nile Davis. And he had Nile sign my name. And he told the guy that I was a huge collector. And I think he, he said he showed him my profile. And Nile said he knew like of like he was like, oh, I've seen that guy before something yeah. to that effect. So I, I think he knew of me. He probably just, over the years, obviously, it's just a, a neat thing to, to you know, I, I've spent so much money on Nile stuff, it's cool to have a little bit of, uh, of a conversation now. What's a Tud? Yeah, he's probably like, what's, is there you sure this is this guy's name? I don't know what's going on. So, well, let's jump into the next thing. I, I appreciate you guys sharing about the miss, missing products that we're seeing from, from football, because I think that... People are getting a little restless, uh, and I think that, you know, hopefully the ship will get righted in a few years with that. Um, I kind of want to put, you know, I think 2022 starting is a really good opportunity for us to kind of get a little bit uh, of an investment uh, mind going into it, because I think that there is a long, we have a long year ahead of us. Uh, We've seen the trends from this past year of how things have kind of grown. And I think that this is a great episode to kickstart the year, kind of digging into maybe some potential investment opportunities for those who maybe are a little bit more investment minded, you know, I, I dabble uh, with quite a few of uh, little things here and there with investment. I try to kind of catch things before uh, they get in front of uh, the wagon. And so what are y'all kind of looking at going into 2022? What do y'all like? What do y'all dislike? Like what, how are there any things that are catching your eye that you think can be big hitters or big losers this year? For me personally, I'm all, I've always just been drawn to quarterback stuff. Just because, you know, that's usually the guy for football. Right. I mean, usually, um, other than guys like Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. like, for me, I'll still be going after some Brady stuff wherever I can. Like, Breeze, Rogers, those type of guys where, you know, they're future Hall of Famers. So you can't really go wrong with them because right. they have that status already. And then I'll go after, like, some younger guys like Kyler and Herbert, obviously. And that might sound kind of like I'm just jumping on the bandwagon for hyped quarterbacks, but I mean, that's just kind of what I've gone after um, as far as stuff that I'm thinking of maybe getting as an investment. So, And I think that there's a, like, so my thing that I've seen this year is a big jump in, like, 
So I think that whenever I was big time collecting in 2014, 15, 16, there was quite a bit of availability of that mid-2000s game use patch auto stuff of Hall of Famers, vets, and things. I think that this was the first year I that I really was kind of having a hard time finding it, especially at like a pretty decent price. Like you kind of had those like, oh, okay, I'll buy it at that price type of uh, a feeling sometimes on things. And I, every time it came to, unless it was like Earl Campbell, who I collect, or a couple of other, you know, Wyatt Tittle, which he's pretty cheap already. But like Lawrence Taylor, uh, you know, uh, I know that some people are big on some of those defensive guys. Uh, Joe Namath, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Montana, these, these, they're just constantly becoming either harder to find or just a lot more valuable in the market. And I think that this is a great opportunity for those who maybe have have a favorite player uh, from back in the day or want to kind of have a couple of really nice pieces in their portfolio. Now I think is the year to jump on some game use patch autos from like that 2000 to 2012 range. Uh, Cause I think that you're going to see it dry up as we kind of get more into a player worn mentality uh, where, you know, we still had game use stuff in products, but I'm worried about how they're going to be able to supply con- consistent game use stuff from these hall of famers. I'm worried in in the next two, three years how difficult it's going to be to find. I think this is the year I want to pick up a couple of pieces and hold on to them. Uh, Maybe a couple of Joe Montana's and Chiefs Uni because I've let some go in the past. Uh, That's just kind of where I'm coming from. Nate, what do you got? So I I love how you brought Joe Montana up at the end there. Uh, It's one of those things. Yes, I completely agree with like grab your gaming stuff now while you can. Uh, But just be careful if you're paying a premium for the signature on the card versus the game used aspect of the card, mm-hmm. look at who it is because guys like Joe Montana, they will sign anything right. you want for whatever money. Yeah. So at some point, the signature is going to go down in value. We've already kind of mm-hmm. seen it with somebody like Joe Montana or versus like Pete Rose, maybe even. Yeah, Pete Rose. Uh, but then you see guys like. Sandy Koufax doesn't sign a whole lot yep. for baseball. Uh, and if Topps has him in products, it's usually higher end or mm-hmm. he's a little bit more rare. Mm-hmm. So there's there's kind of layers to it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I 100% agree with that. And and you you make a really good point. Like, so game, so you, especially I think that some people are getting really wise. Uh, some of my favorite collections that I see out there of people that truly, you know, they collect for the passion of the hobby, they go out of their way to search for people that don't have a ton of stuff out there. And that's why their collections are, you know, so magnificent, at least in in my eyes, and I'm sure that y'all's as well. Uh, I know Tyler, one of your close friends, has a great collection. Uh, I think that when you look at these people who are building up collections of, like, these old-time players... Uh, it's great to kind of see who they're going after because you see a lot of these names of people that you don't see on the market. You may be like, wow, I didn't even know it was out there. It's because it's so limited. It's because they, you know, when you see it on the market, you want to jump on it if you can afford it because who knows when you'll see it again. Whereas like you said, Joe Montana signs so much. He just had a Leaf product this past year that was a, he had a ton of autos coming out and his auto was like, what, 50 bucks in some of those cases, 60 bucks. So it's like, you you definitely want to look at, uh, you know, there's, Jim Brown stuff's drying up quite rapidly. Walter Payton stuff, like these people that you know. It, obviously, the older you names you get, the more rare you'll see most of these things. But uh, you know, I think a couple exceptions could be made. Like uh, Stan Musial signed quite a bit before his passing. Yes. His stuff still has gone up quite a bit. Um, but I'm sure that quite a few collectors who have been in the hobby for a long time have owned a Stan Musial auto. It's not necessarily a rare piece. So kind of do your research on who signs a lot and things like that. But just collect who you like at the end of the day. Like if you're a big fan of them, go out and pick one up. Uh, what do you got, Nate? I know you want to say something else. So with that, I just want to piggyback. Yes, going after scarcity, whatever uh, kind of things along those lines. Fantastic. Go after actual scarcity rather than artificial scarcity. Artificial mm-hmm. scarcity is... Okay, this 13th year tops Shaquille O'Neal card only has two graded and one's a 10. Right, yeah. Other people grade that. Whereas if you have like, okay, this Ken Griffey Jr. patch, not even auto, numbered to, you know, 25 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ken Griffey Jr. 
is not playing in the MLB. He's not going to have any more right. game use stuff that's available. Right. And it gets like really expensive. Like I think that some people forget how expensive it is for companies to include some of these in uh, sometimes like going out and getting these pieces of game use. Eventually, this is why you're going to see, in my opinion, uh, I'm worried about companies getting too cheap. Uh, I know that we only have so many years of, of Panini left. We have no idea what Fanatics will do. I'm a little more hopeful with Fanatics because they like to deal with game-used items and things like that. I'm hopeful that they may incorporate And they it. have those pre-existing contracts. Contract, yes. And they and I feel like the, the relationship with the player and the teams are there more so than they are with Panini to get these game-used items and, and to be able to incorporate it. So I'm hopeful on that front. I feel like game use could thrive coming into that uh, that period of time in 2026. Um, but for the meantime, like I I personally would rather err on the side of caution uh, and and you know kind of look at some of these options now just in case that doesn't happen. Because no matter how you know, Fanatics is very much of a who's playing currently and getting stuff from people that are playing currently. They're not going out of their way necessarily to pick up a ton of stuff of the people that are already retired. Uh, and especially not from like, you know, the Jim Browns and the Walter Paytons and the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's and, you know, all these high-end names of, of players that are already, you know, not playing anymore or may have already passed and it's hard to get their hands on this type of stuff. Uh, so that's where I'm coming from. Uh, Nate, I know that you haven't had really much of a chance to kind of go off on your spin on what you like. What do you got? So for me... I'm sure we'll talk about a whole bunch of sports stuff on here. So for me personally, I will go off on my little anime tangent. Um, just so the the anime industry itself is somewhere between 20 and 30 billion dollars. Um, with the success of and the resurgence of stuff like Pokemon, we're seeing people. OK, they will collect the things that they watched as kids, whatever. Right. Um, I will preface this by saying I have the product that I'm about to talk about. I've purchased it, so I'm not trying to pump and dump. I just honestly believe in this product. Um, but recently, I, I don't even remember the brand off the top of my head, but first edition trading card game cases and packs and boxes went out for the anime My Hero Academia. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the most popular anime of all time. Right. I have some of the numbers up next to me. So they are on their like fifth full season and a couple of different movies along the way mm -hmm. They're, They still did $35.5 million this year on just that franchise. Wow. So if you can kind of track down these first edition, uh, my hero boxes, or just if you pick something that you like, whether, you know, you watched, Dragon Ball Z, there's a whole bunch of cards out for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I, I think we're going to see a whole big market reaction to that in the long run, not necessarily exponentially like we're seeing with the sports cards, but um, it's just one of those things where worst case scenario, you have a bunch of cards of a show that means a lot to you. You grew up yeah. watching whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity out there for, you know, it, a lot of things that fit in that category of like you know the uh, things that people watch in excess uh, like i like the game of thrones stuff pretty popular tv show uh going into i think that it, metazoo is a make or break this year interested to see what happens i'm not big on it um but interested to see if that grows at all going into this year because i know a lot of people have really put it into their bucket andrew i know you had wanted to say something as well earlier uh i don't know if if it's too late for sure oh i think it was about uh Something about Joe Montana, because I was just going to add on, like, he even has his own product now where every yeah. year he just releases all these different autos. So it's like there are can, some players that you absolutely like that. can find their autos for pretty cheap on the market, which is good if you really like them. You know, like Joe Montana is a name that, you know, a lot of 49ers fans, obviously, a lot of people grew up. Uh, I know, you know, Coach Vice has picked up quite a few because he's a big 49er fan. So that's always quite neat. I remember my other thing. Uh, I was going to say when we were talking about the whole game use thing, and I think what kind of contributed to the game versus player worn stuff is now that, you know, 
we had products start coming out where every blaster had a jersey every every blaster had a patch you know yeah and obviously they can't fill that with game worn stuff because mm-hmm. they wouldn't have enough to do that so once we started right. seeing all these you know guaranteed because patches back in like early 2000s those weren't guaranteed when they really started doing them like they and, were they were rare yeah and if i remember correctly like the for so like i when i think so mlb is MLB is always going to be a lot easier to get game used stuff of because there are so many games in a season. Uh, obviously, that's pretty common knowledge as far as uh, as far as that goes. So you see quite a bit of baseball being game used. NBA, the prism, uh, ga- the prism swatches that you got in the boxes here and there. Most of those that I remember were game used as well. Uh, and then NFL, obviously, you know, but there's 82 games in that season as well. NFL's always been tough because you only have 16 games. And of course, uh, so many people are trading jerseys at the end of the game. I'm sure it's hard to rack up, especially if some of these top players, because obviously everyone's rushing to trade jerseys and they don't really care or think about it. So they're just, you know, probably giving them away or and things like that. Well, some players are only playing 12, 14 games a year, even. True. If right. that, so. So I know you you touched on the, the Prism jerseys. In the last year or so, we're starting to see a little bit more in terms of player-worn. Mm-hmm. Um, but also with the, the baseball player-worn, like you said, there's a whole bunch more games. The thing that I really like about the baseball player-worn, have you ever seen a game used baseball patch where it's like a green jersey. Uh like uh, in Oakland Athletics jerseys that we're saying? No, like any any of the teams. You know, I feel like I have. You usually see it in like National Treasures, Immaculate, whatever. So, the thing that I like about that is the baseball teams, they only wear those green jerseys 99% of the time. On St. Patrick's Day, which is in spring training. So, okay, it's not a regular season game. It's a St. Patrick's Day game. That's cool. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I have have a card because my birthday is on St. Patrick's Day. I have one of those baseball patches. I don't know where it is. I love them. I got to find it. But it's like it's even the outline of the patch is like a shamrock. I have one of those somewhere. I got to find it now. I got to find it. That is cool. Yeah, I, I was confused as to what you're saying. But yeah, the the baseball do they do the holiday type jerseys. NBA has a set in Immaculate. Oh, uh, I, I love that set. The the Christmas Day set. Is that yeah. what you, oh, that's cool. Andrew's I knew I had us. it somewhere. There we Andrew's go. showing us. A I picked it up because I was like, that's kind of cool. It's probably pretty cheap, it's a, too. It's a birth- yeah, it was like four bucks. Yeah. But the NBA does the Christmas Day set. I have quite a, like, I say quite a few. I have, like, four or five of Jimmy Butler's Christmas Day from 2016. So he uh, has East Texas ties, so I, I scooped them pretty cheap. But it's cool to get pieces like that because you know where it's coming from. I, I want to introduce Katie into this topic of the investment corner uh, that we're talking about because she said she wanted to yeah. bring something up. So curious as to your thoughts. Not not so much on the card front, but the in, uh, investment and auto front. Me and Ted have kind of, well, this was, I got Ted into the Taylor Swift autos, the limited edition sales of those. Right. They're yeah. only online for something like 48 hours. Yeah. You only 72, 72 hours. 72 hours. He's got, <laughs> he's got the t- um, But awesome. they're, they're Taylor's versions. We, we love supporting her and her yeah. music. So, I mean... Worst case, you scoop them up for twenty five. They go for crazy yeah, your market. I I think that I'm out of my like. We have yeah, ones for our collection. We have our personal ones. Now. We had picked up three for the first drop. Uh, and then Nate, I think I told you. Then Nate that, Nate hooked yeah. us up for the second drop. Yeah, so Nate got. Yeah, I, I still drop. have one of each. Yeah, which I'll probably sell at this point just because. I don't know. Taylor's not exactly the uh, fan <laughs> favorite around oh. this household well, because like- my girlfriend is a big Harry Styles fan. Uh-oh. Oh, we we love them both. <laughs> um, but they they go for like what seventy? They go for around seventy or eighty now. They've they've definitely seen a tick uh, upwards as obviously but they're going to get a little harder to get. You pick them up for twenty five. Yeah, they're pretty good plays. So they come around. If <laughs> if she drops another one, that would be my investment advice. To anybody. Yeah, they're, they're definitely, a, <laughs> if you can get on, on the jump, I do appreciate, as I've said before, Nate hooked us up because we did he miss did. the second drop and he hooked us up with a copy uh, of that. And I will say uh, there are other musicians that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, around the same time I was picking up those Taylor Swift albums, 
I picked up um, the Killers dropped a album, and you could pick. Okay, I want this album signed by this band member or this one or That's this cool. one. Yeah. So I mean, I was able to pick one up signed by Brandon Flowers, their lead singer. That's awesome. For the cost of the CD plus shipping. Yeah. I did the yeah, same thing at one point um, with The Weeknd. He did that as well. Oh, that's neat. I didn't know he did that. So I'm always, I've always, like, even during college, because I'm a huge Logic fan, and he he does the same thing. Uh, so I, I have quite a few. I've given away pieces here and there um, to, to friends and things, but I have, a you know, the signed poster. I, I had a signed T-shirt. Uh, things like that, like, they're just really cool. Um and I, I think I might have like one or two more signed pieces. I my goal is to really get all of Logic signed albums. Uh, it's really hard to get like the first two because yeah. he wasn't doing them. He wasn't doing them online or anything. It was like you just had to meet up with him. And, and well, you them. also have to differentiate between albums and mixtapes. Yes, yeah, you do. And I only mostly want the albums. The mixtapes aren't like huge for me um, personally. That is a couple couple good songs here and there, but. I I think that that's like a side project I want to do just to kind of have them all in a yeah. line. Would be cool. Even even on their websites, you know, Taylor does this. Probably lots of other artists. They have a limited number of vinyls. Right. Those yeah. resell. Yeah. Very well. Too. Yeah, you can definitely make like a a good play like on you know artists. When they have limited edition drops. When they have drops like that. Well, I mean, we saw it recently. Leaf Pop Century had cut autos of Taylor Swift in it. Right. They were just yes. signed CD covers. Yes, they were. From those regular drops. That. And and they were selling for over $100. Over, yeah, over what the price of the whole the whole CD yeah. is typically. Which is interesting like I I It's interesting because like you I feel like the people buying those are the people that don't understand. Like they're just Taylor Swift fans, but they kind of have to, I feel like, because it's like you can kind of blatantly tell that it is. But it's interesting that it fetches for more in my opinion than the whole CD does. Uh, but then again, I think that we still see a market of, you know, I guess you can kind of go, Andrew may know what I'm talking about directly. Um, so like you see cut autos of Walter Payton sometimes with those phone cards. And there are so many of those out there uh, quite a bit, but they fetch for usually three, four times, maybe even more what the what the actual phone card auto would go for. Well, the thing with those is so many of those are fakes, those phone card autos, which I found out the two that I had were both fakes uh, were they? early last year. because. On the back, on the backs of them, they'd have like these hologram stickers, and there's some that are. There was this whole article on Blowout a few years ago that I actually found out about it from. But really, there's like certain ones if they have this hologram sticker, they're fake because this company just bought a ton of them and uh -huh. just got these generic stickers, put them on there, hmm. and faked the signatures. But I so, used to own two of them myself. Actually, did you get one from me? I did. Oh, so one of the ones I gave you was a fake. <laughs> I Whoa, know, we I got, we, we got br breaking news here. <laughs> like, because I, I remember that calling card because I was like, I, I know I own two. I I know that I had gotten rid of one of them, but I couldn't remember if did I dirty, no. had given and you. Did, but I feel like, did I give it to you, though? Or did I you buy it? I think it? it was a Christmas. I think I gave it thing. to you for a gift or something like yeah, that. So but the, at least you're not in And that's kind of why they sell for so low. As, like, that makes you'd sense. think for it being Walter yeah. Payton, they'd sell for a lot more. Because I think mm -hmm. they were selling for like 30 40 a piece. Yeah. Which, Interesting. if it was actually Payton's auto on the yeah. card. Yeah. Because there are legit ones that, out there of that, but there's a lot of them are fake. So I, I think yeah. a goal for me whether it's this year or beyond, I want to get a legit, he has yeah. the, it's like a passing the torch auto from like 98 yes. or 99, mm -hmm. which would be really cool. Those are super rare. Those are awesome. I know exactly I think it's what like, you're talking about. They're numbered out of like 1500, but only the first 100 or 150 100. are actually signed. Mm -hmm. I think it is oh. 150. Cause, uh, yeah. cause Walt, uh, Earl Campbell has a, an auto set of it. And, uh, there's a cool dual one of one. I think it was from a, na it's a national card. It's a, it's actually stamped one of one, I believe, uh, but it's signed by him and Ricky Williams uh, on the back. It's, it's a dual. So it's really neat. It's like 500 bucks on eBay, which isn't a terrible price. Um, but I don't really, want ricky williams on it i don't know i don't collect ricky williams you know he's cool but i'd rather just earl campbell but i've always kind of wanted to get one of those earl campbell ones exactly like what you're talking about they're tough to find but i guess that'll probably do it for our investment section uh 
I think that this is probably the point where my voice is going to start giving out if we go too much further. So we'll probably end the episode here for today, but I appreciate those of you guys coming in and listening, especially after we had a week hiatus. I We appreciate that you guys are working with us and our illness. Hopefully next week will be quite a bit better. But those of y'all that have watched the first four episodes, we so much appreciate all of your support, especially getting this started. Thank you, Nate and Andrew, for coming back again for another episode. And I'm excited for us to probably have video coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, Hopefully we can kind of get the kinks ironed out with that. And then I know several of you have been wanting to watch on YouTube or see the video uh, product of what we do. And so we're excited to do that as well. But that'll do it for ha- us. I'm gonna have to go for a full spa day. <laughs> Nate says we're gonna have to keep we're gonna have to keep the makeup close to the table for this one. I'll just but blow we... out the lights around me. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys watching or listening. We'll be watching pretty soon, and we will see you guys in the next episode.